Pornhub. Pornhub. The Pornhub Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Pornhub Podcast. Today's guest is someone very special, as usual. <laughs> but today's guest is very, very, very special to me because he is Leo Vice, Asian male porn star. Uh, Leo was working a regular nine to five in the corporate world before entering the porn industry in his mid thirties. And he became one of the very few mainstream Asian male porn stars in the United States. Um, he did all of this in the span of a year. Uh, so I kind of wanted to discuss with him why are there so few Asian male porn stars in the United States? And why are there barely any Asian men in media in the U.S. in general? Um, we talked about things like pretty privilege. We talked about paying your dues in porn via blowbangs. Is that even a thing anymore? Do we do the guys have to do that still to get into porn? Um, because certainly back in my day, it was. Um, do all male performers take performance-enhancing drugs? Um, and it was actually really interesting for me to talk to someone who is so brand new in the business because I feel like I haven't done that in a while, and it made me remember the excitement that comes with starting a career in porn. Also, uh, Leo told me the story of when we first met, which I have absolutely zero recollection of. So I hope you enjoy. Leo Weiss. Hi. Hey, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Um, doing fantastic, actually. <laughs> I know you just got back from uh, EDC. Yeah, that was uh, that was an intense three days. And I, <laughs> I, I you know, I was um, I was going to plan to like get back and then get back to work and stuff. But no, I needed that week to recover. So <laughs> I'm so glad that you? things didn't that things fell through and I didn't take shoots right after EDC because <laughs> Wait, how old are you? Uh I am old. I am 36 now. So Oh, we're the same exact age. And oh, okay. when you as soon as you said you needed a week to recover, right. I, I I knew you're not young. Right. Like, like you're not in the twenties anymore. Okay. Like <laughs> Right. So um I guess I want to start by asking, like, how long how long have you been in porn? Um it's kind of a weird gray area question for this one, just because it's like when I shot my first content versus me taking the official plunge into porn, there's like kind of a big gap, you know? Okay. Well, um, I, I kind of want to hear it all. And so okay. I guess I'll first start by making it clear to anyone out there who doesn't know, there's like so many different ways to do porn now, right? Right, and right we're in this like weird limbo area where it's like, what does it mean to be a porn star? Like what if you shoot your own stuff, like it, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. So I think what you're saying is that you, there's a difference between when you first started shooting content for yourself and then when you started shooting for other producers. Is that right? Well, I mean, even then, like my very first one wasn't my very first shoot wasn't even for me. It was for, uh, these girls I met off Tinder that like were shooting content for what is it called? Uh, something, something lunch money or something like that. It's like one of those sites where you, you know what I mean? You I've know heard of guy, it. Right? I don't remember what it's called, but yeah, something, something lunch money. Sounds right. Familiar. And it's like, it's pretty much like people order custom videos from these girls and then the girls make the custom videos and they send it off to the, the person. And like the site kind of is like this middleman that holds the money to make sure that, you know, 
the person puts the money up front. Then when they get the content, then they release the money and it's, it's a whole thing, right? Wait, wait, wait. So hold on. You're saying you matched with someone on Tinder. Yes. It was actually then- two, it was two girls on Tinder. Um, were, were it, like a double profile? Yeah. So it was it was two girls. They were a couple. And um, one of them is like bi. Another one's like pretty lesbian. And um, but they were they were on Tinder. And it was like a couple's profile. But in there at the bottom was this pretty much like we're looking for somebody to do porn with. <laughs> so, you know, I matched with them and I'm just kind of like, hey, are you guys serious about this? Like, is that a real <laughs> thing? They're like, yeah, no, totally. We're 100% serious. I mean, is uh, half of you thinking like, am I, is this a trap? <laughs> exactly. Right. I was like, okay, I'm probably going to like, you know, I'm going to end up somewhere with like a liver missing and just like in a bathtub full of ice. Right. <laughs> and wait, wait, wait. And like, at, I've never been on Tinder. Like, is it, were you looking to hook up with a couple? Like, is that how that happened? Uh, or does it just no. show up on this, like a normal feed? No, they just, they just show up on a normal feed. They're just like a normal profile. It just happened that they set it up that it was the two of them. And that was what they were looking for. And, you know, I was, um, I mean, you know, part of the origin stories of me and all that stuff was I was just kind of man whoring it up in, uh, San Ho- uh, in San Francisco at the time. So, you know, I matched As with these one girls. does in San Francisco. Exactly, right? Like, you're fairly young. You're living in a big city you you do what you do right and um so i matched with these girls and then they had the profile said something about you know they're looking for somebody to shoot porn with so i just kind of like you know messaged them like are you guys serious about this they were like yeah we're dead serious we do this thing blah 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 uh we talked for a little bit and again still you know red flags like i'm gonna get killed and so forth but they were like uh we should totally meet up at you know somewhere public first so we can all get to know each other and then see if we can do this thing which is like okay cool that's like they're concerned about their safety which makes me feel a little bit better about my sure. own safety you know what i mean um so we no, actually I keep thinking up- like if the roles were reversed and if if like i met two dudes on tinder or on any social media site and they were like hey yeah we're just like shooting porn even if they were like we want a threesome like that would be scary for me oh yeah no 100 percent. that's right? male like, privilege right there <laughs> no 100 like, and again like i'm fully aware of my male privilege i'm fully aware <laughs> that like 2 30 in the morning walking through a dark alley and my thought isn't even like oh i'm gonna get like you know yeah like, harassed or so forth my thought is like i hope this is the right alley to get to where i need to go like <laughs> like there's a one percent chance i'm gonna get laid tonight and and that that seems like good odds. <laughs> but, you know, again, like as we, you know, it was one of those things approached with caution because I'm like, I don't know if I was being catfished or whatnot. But ultimately, when they were like, hey, let's meet somewhere public. Let's like get to know each other before we decide to like do anything. It, it definitely was more of a, a I don't want to say a full green light, but, you know, the red light turned into a cautious yellow to be like, <laughs> hey, you know what? Meeting for lunch or meeting for dinner is not the end of the world. If they're, you know, if they're not who they say they are or whatever, if the vibes are weird, you get the fuck out of there. Right. Um, and they're from the they're from a, a part of town that I yeah I'm from the Bay Area so they're from the East Bay part where I'm familiar and I know the area because I'm from out there as well so it was like okay you know I got I got kind of home field advantage I do know the area I'm not going to be completely out of my element over there I you know so uh, I met with these girls we had there was like a it was like a food truck and wait just just I, like pause for one second like do yeah. guys in in a scenario like that like. Because I know, like, looking at it from a girl's perspective, like, I know that if something like that is going to happen, or even if I'm going to meet any type of stranger, I'm going to, like, text a few of my friends and be <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to be at blah, blah, blah. I'm meeting so-and-so. Here's a screenshot of, like, what they look like. <laughs> like, does that kind of thing go on? Or are you just, like, 
completely solo, just going for it. You know, honestly, like, um, it's probably more just me. Thing. I should probably have told my friends or something, but it was pretty much, you know, I went full solo just because it's, because uh, again, it's, it's, we were meeting for dinner at a fairly public place that I already know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I do know that like, you know, well, number one, it's like I'm a fairly decent sized human being. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm six foot tall, about 180 ish pounds. So it's like, I think I could take these girls on if I if need be. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Um, so you're feeling safe. You go to meet up with these girls. You know you're there to shoot a porno. And then, like, what? What? No, like, no, you no, walk no. Because we the, the first time we were there just to meet up to get dinner to see if we were going to be compatible. Oh, so it, it wasn't like, oh, okay. So I thought, like, so it wasn't like you were going to shoot the porno that night. No, 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 no. So that's why it was like, okay, this is a much more, uh, much more of a cautious approach, which made me feel more okay about the whole situation. Cause okay. again, them being super cautious about their safety is like a total green light to be like, okay, they're not trying to, you know, if they're trying to rush me to the, to the room immediately, I'd be like, okay, red flags. I'm about to lose <laughs> well, a kidney I tonight. Maybe it was like, Hey, meet us at the restaurant. If the vibes are right, right. we'll go to the hotel room next. Right, right. No, no, no. It was, uh, it was definitely it was like, let's, you know, let's meet for dinner. Let's get to know each other first. If the vibes are right, then we'll reschedule to like shoot this thing. Okay. So, so that was kind of like, okay, yeah, you know, it seems fairly safe. And like I said, again, it's home field advantage. I know where this place is and all that stuff. So, uh, we met for dinner and they actually were who they were in the photos. And, you know, they were just two really cool, like, girls that just happened to be needing a stunt cock for a scene. (laughs) What is the conversation like? Like, you go in, it's obviously, like, at that point, I'm assuming you didn't even have a stage name. No, yeah, no, no stage name. Um, I mean, I, at that point, I thought about it, um, Okay, like 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 previous to them even approaching you about it. Yeah, so uh, that <laughs> how do I tell the story properly? Because again, this whole entire thing is a really long story, and actually, we're here be- for a really long time. Just okay, so, you know. <laughs> so that's the first shoot, but the idea of it came, you know, the idea that I could do something in porn came before that, and um, I was actually at AVN, I think probably the year or so before this happened. Uh, and I <laughs> actually funny part is I met you in the elevator at AVN. We were staying on the same floor <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you were going into the elevator. I was going downstairs too. So I got into the elevator with you and we were making small talk and you made some mention about how like you couldn't wait for the event to be over so you could eat pizza again. <laughs> and then, <laughs> wait, and then- I'm absolutely sure that this is a 100% true story because that's literally every AVN. The only thing I think about is when I can eat pizza. <laughs> well, also the, the thing too about it is, um, and I'm like, I'm a little bit embarrassed about this and I, I apologize to you now. Was, so we were in the elevator ride down and I'm like, I wasn't there necessarily to figure out how to get into porn, but like I was there for a different reason at first, but then by like day two, day three, it became like, okay, let's figure out this porn Wait, thing. Wait, what right? is that like, different reason? Um, I was working in... So at the time I was working in the video game industry and VR was like the hot new thing everyone ah, was talking about yeah, in video yeah, games, yeah, yeah. right? And then, you know, like, like it's always been kind of known porn as early adapters of new technology. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I know everyone's talking about VR in the world of video games. What's going on in the world of porn in regards to VR? Because then it'll give me an idea of how big VR is really going to be, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then I also had, at the time, had a friend who had, uh, had a friend who had friends in Vegas that was doing a VR porn startup company shooting full like pano 360 stuff Mm -hmm. out in the desert 
And they were looking for investors as well. So I was like, this VR could be big. This could be a whole thing. Let me go to AVN because it was right around the corner at the time to like see what's going on in the world of VR in adult entertainment. Because if VR is this huge, gigantic thing, you know, maybe it's worth investing mm-hmm. or just generally knowing what's going to happen in the world of VR space. Right. So, right. And then two right, or three so went, days later, you're like, I want to be in porn. Well, yeah. I mean, like, you know, there's only so much VR stuff that was there. So you see it all in one day. <laughs> and then, um, you know, then like, then you spend the rest of the time wandering around. And then some of the talent is kind of like flirting with you and be like, you should try porn. And I'm like, well, if the talent's saying that I should try it, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, my God. That's amazing. Wait, I, I wish, I mean, I, I always meet so many people at Aviance and I never like, it's hard to remember everyone, oh, yeah. but I wish I remembered that interaction. Well, That's amazing. No, so uh, so here's a part like I kind of want to apologize a little bit was that when we were in the elevator going down, and at this point I'm just kind of like, let me learn about the porn industry, and I got you in the elevator with me, and we're talking, and I I think I'd heard somewhere read something that like your husband does like more behind the scenes stuff, so I was asking something about that because like like you never really hear the other people other than the people in front of the cameras, right? Mm -hmm. So I was asking you something about that. And I just remember you gave me, I don't remember the exact wording, but you gave me the most polite, professional, go fuck off response I'd ever heard from anybody. Oh, no. (laughs) And no, no, no. And again, it was was totally me. Like, I stepped the boundary. Like, I probably shouldn't have asked that. You know, it was kind of like me. I'm I'm dumb and I didn't know. I crossed (laughs) the boundary. And you... You didn't say anything wrong. Like, like you're so professional, polite about it, but you can just tell, you know, as somebody from the, the corporate professional world, it was like, I know those words. And that is the very corporate professional way of please fuck off. And what I just did went, I, say? I forget exactly what it was. I just it remember was- the, the meaning, like, I just remember hearing it and being like, yo, I done fucked up. I done <laughs> fucked up bad. <laughs> Well, lucky for you, I have zero recollection of it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> also, like was- you know what? I, I it's very possible. Like, if I was complaining about wanting to eat pizza, it means I was already at the point where I was just like. I, ready to go home probably right and i mean like i think it was, it was definitely like i think the i think it was probably the the last day of the convention it was early in the morning we were all like you know everyone was kind of just just wrecked and, and trying to get through the last moment it's also and, possible you were asking me about my last husband and it's possible i was there with my new husband oh i mean that's a possibility too again <laughs> i don't know right i just figured like i probably asked a personal thing that i stepped the boundary didn't know and i immediately go oh i done fucked up i <laughs> I am so sorry. I mean, honestly, like usually I'm a pretty open book. So there must have been something going on with me. Again, um, you know, but again, it's like, 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 what was I expecting? You're a random stranger that was in the elevator with me and I'm just asking you these questions. So again, I, I apologize. My fault, 100%. No, and and I'm glad we get to start over. I right. also am sorry that I came <laughs> off as rude. Um, no, no, no. Again, uh, it's so, just, it, you so didn't you come were... off as rude as all. Like, oh, my bad. I'm trying to say, you didn't come off as rude. You just came off as... I stepped a boundary, you set up a barrier where your boundary was, and I was like, oh, I, I fucked up. <laughs> well, anyway, so you were right. so you're at ABN, you're already having these thoughts of like, you want to get into porn, and then how much, how much, but you didn't do anything, right? Right, because I still had the day job at the time, it was mm-hmm. paying well, so like, porn was a thought, but it wasn't a necessity, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and I was, and at that point, I wasn't disillusioned with corporate life just yet. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, like, okay, you know, uh, this is a pretty comfortable place. I like the company I'm at. I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I like the position I'm at. I like the, I, I like where I'm at in life. This is pretty good. 
so it wasn't like full steam ahead with this porn thing, but the idea was starting to plant the seed that like, hey, you know, the talent saying that I have a look that they would work with me. And I think that's the hardest part about, you know, uh, being a male talent in this industry is having talent that wants to work with you. Totally. And, and then, you know, with that, it's like my background on my history is like I, I taught myself filmmaking um, throughout my high school, college years. Uh, I taught myself video editing, all this stuff. I was working as a graphic designer. So I was like, I have all the kind of behind the scenes prep stuff that I already kind of know how to do. And, you know, for my my youth growing up skateboarding and stuff, it was like, I've been in front of the camera too. So this is just kind of like filming skate videos, but more naked and with someone else there, you know? So, so when you finally, so you meet these girls and then like you finally do do your first scene, like, was it kind of what you thought it would be? Like, was it like similar to being in front of the camera for skateboarding or was it a totally different thing or what uh, was that? I mean, like? there are a lot of similarities uh, in the sense that like, you know, the camera's rolling and you just try to get your take done as fast as you can without having to stop and so forth. Um, there, I mean, there, there's a lot of similarities to trying to film, you know, skate videos and stuff like that. But there's also obviously a lot of differences as well. Yeah, like you don't and, have to have a boner when oh, right, you right, are right. skateboarding. And example. also, like in, in skateboarding, it's like it's well known that like it could take you many, many tries to get the trick, so everyone's patient. But I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, you know, when you're filming, it's like nobody wants you to stop constantly because you're not quite, you know, like sure, yeah. And and did you find that like I know a lot of you know just from talking to like a lot of male porn stars, like I've always heard you know, a really common story is that that first scene did not go smoothly. Oh, yeah. No, lucky for me. Was that how it was for you or? No, luckily for me, that first scene went smoothly. Everything functioned. Everything went well. Um, And again, we had a really good scene and it was uh, the the buyer wanted something that was very much more like BDSM heavy. So it's, you know, it's a lot more out of what my element is, I guess. Like, uh, it's not to say that I don't do it, but it's not like something that comes natural, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not that aggressive of a person, but for this, you know, first scene walking in, it was like, like, yeah, please, you know, spanking, uh, slapping this and this, like, and I was like, okay, well, I guess we're just gonna go, go full, for it. You know, yeah. Full send. Let's go. Let's, let's try to make this happen. And did you like, what did you walk out of that scene thinking like, all right, I'm ready to quit my job. This is what I want to do. <laughs> no, not quite that way. But I did walk out being like, okay, I did it. Like I, you know, you thought about doing porn and as small of a production as this was, as it was, was two girls in our house, one with an iPhone, but I did porn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I took that first step. Like I stepped out. I found people to work with. I shot content and we did a full scene. And, and, then and at-, at that point, you're still at your corporate job. Yeah. And how so, soon, like how how long after that did you go like full time into porn? Oh no, it was still a couple of years at the corporate job. Cause, oh, yeah, because again, like so that happened, but the corporate job was still, you know, like it was still paying really well. It was covering all my expenses. I it was, you know, I was living up in, in the, I was still living up in the Bay Area at the time. So it's like, you know, other than Kink.com, like there wasn't really much of an industry up there. Sure. So it's like, well, I can't really. It's really difficult to do as part time. If I was to fly down, I'd take all my sick days and this and this and so forth. It was really tricky to kind of like 
do both to juggle both at the same time. It's really hard to be like a new performer and not live in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, no, it's it's almost impossible. Yeah, <laughs> especially because uh, especially for the guys, like in the very beginning, you're like relying on like someone else calling in sick and filling it, right. in, right? Like getting some really last minute, you know, last mm-hmm. minute uh, calls and stuff like that. And I mean. You know, it's one of those like if you gave me time to put in the time in the head, like get days off, I could probably fly out there. But you don't get that option a lot of times, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, so, so it wasn't like really realistic. No, but it set it set my plan into motion that I'm gonna save money. St- I'm, like, I'm gonna save money and try to do and tr- you know I'm gonna transition over to it because again at the time when this was happening i was still pretty happy with my corporate job but as you know another year or so goes by and it's like i'm starting to i'm waking up to the realities of the corporate world and mm-hmm. it's kind of like oh you're not really as free as you think you are you're yeah. you have no control the way that you think you do um you're climbing the ladder is fully dependent on everybody above you wanting to give you a chance up that ladder you're like going through your like matrix moment right where right. you're waking yeah. up <laughs> So, but while all that was happening, um, after having shot the content and stuff like that, the, the ideas have been planted in my head for a while. So I started laying the foundation. I started saving my money. I started um, figuring out, you know, stage names, uh, like how the game plan, the marketing strategy. Wait, how did you pick your stuff. your stage name? Are you just like a guy with a lot of vices? Uh, no, actually. Um, Thank Pornhub for my my stage name because my original stage name that I wanted to use I couldn't get off Pornhub because somebody, uh, even though it's like virtually unused, it was like a user took that name and then oh. never uploaded any content, never did anything. So annoying. Right. And I even reached out to the, the support staff and the support staff was like, okay, we can see if we could get that name for you because again, it's virtually unused. And then they came back a couple of days later. It's like, hey, we tried. We can't get you that name. Like you can't use it. What was it? it? So, can I ask? Oh, yeah. Um, it was still going to be Leo, but it was supposed to be Leo Lee in, in tribute to Bruce Lee because, you know, like okay. the most famous Asian entertainer in the history of the world. Sure. Right? So it seemed like it, it made sense, but then like I couldn't get that. So I, I spent like another week trying to like figure out what is a good reason, of, like what is a good stage name. And um, after a while, you know, eventually, yeah, Vice kind of just it made sense it yeah. kind of went with the image and, and the concept of of my you know stage persona that i was going for yeah and uh i just typed it in and boom the name was accepted there you go that's it <laughs> <laughs> that's like i'm addicted to buying domains and it like it kills me when like i think of a really good one and then there's like someone's just like parking on it like they're right. not even right. using it Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Like not even using it. And if you want to use it, it's like five hundred plus dollars. And you're like, yeah. oh, come on. Like, I mean, which is, I mean, now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm realizing like I am also parked on like probably yeah. like fifty domains right now. But like, that's not the point. Right, right, right. <laughs> I would sell them to like anyone who you know had a good. It truly, idea genuinely, was wanting to use it, right? Yeah, like- yeah. You know, I'm not a monster. <clears throat> <laughs> but um yeah so so you're at this corporate job you're still thinking about it and then you said two years later is when you like really went for it uh it was it was a couple years later i don't know if exactly two or whatnot but um ultimately what i was still i was like because my whole game plan so as we mentioned earlier we're in this new weird generate this new generation of porn right like um it's this weird changing of the guards that the old major mainstream companies don't have as much control because a lot of people now have their own platforms that they can produce their own content and get out there. So 
a lot of performers are also their own. I mean, like performers have always been their own companies, but now they're like their own producers. Yeah. Right. So that was always kind of, and you know, and being in the corporate world, um, I learned a few things about business. And one of those things is if you own your content, that's key, right? (laughs) So my game plan was always like save the money and then start my own production company. Cause also at the time, like, um, what I found out that this is totally not true, but from uh, as an Asian male looking from the outside, looking into the porn world, you're kind of like, are they racist towards Asian men? Am I not going to be able to get work? I can't rely on anybody hiring me in case there is racism. Mm-hmm. I need to be able to feed myself. I need to be able to take care of myself if I'm going to do this. Right. Um, and, you know, now. Now that I'm in, I'm like, oh, that's totally not the case. People are willing to give me a chance and everyone's super friendly about Wait, it. Wait, I have like a million questions about that. Like why – I I guess the first question is like why aren't – why are there so few male Asian porn stars in I, porn? I think it's like one of those self-fulfilling prophecy type situations. We don't see Asian male talent. So then we assume Asian men can't get into the industry. So then we don't try to get into the industry. Therefore, we don't see Asian male talent. Right. It's just a, a giant loop over and over again because, you know, most of a lot of guys, they just, I, I don't know. I don't talk to Asian guys about this all the time. But I mean, I'm assuming that if you don't see people representing you in a certain industry, you just assume that the industry is against you. Not of that course, no yeah. one just did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I have always wondered, like there, I mean, there must be so many Asian guys out there wanting to do porn, and they just think that that that's not available to them. Right, and that was kind of part of my thinking too. Was like, you know what? If I can get in and show them that this is possible, that there, that it's not the industry discriminating against. It's just that you didn't show up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so well, that was kind also of my- like I used to have this theory, and like now, I don't know how I feel about it now. I'm still like in that. I don't know. I'm still kind of in limbo about it. But like I used to have this theory that there's so few Asian performers because there's actually like not that many Asian female performers either. Right. Um, I mean, of course, there's more of us than there are of you. But like there's also just a lot more, you know, female performers in general. Oh, um, yeah. So I think sure. like ratio wise, it's it's probably like not I don't know, like there's thousands and thousands of Asian female performers and <laughs> at any given time there's like enough to make one movie, right? Right, right. But I always had this theory that like it's because our family dynamics are so different. Um and I, I always felt like, oh, like, you know, it's because like once our families find out, like we quit. But do you I, I don't know, now I'm kind of like I don't know. Well, I mean like I, I guess I that does play that. some that I think for some for a certain population, certain amount of people, that definitely plays a role, right? Because I think the big thing for most people that I've talked to, it's not that they wouldn't do porn; it's that they don't want their family knowing that they would do porn, yeah. so that they don't do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not just for like the guys; that's for the girls and just uh, people in general. Mm-hmm. But even with that being said, I'm like, there's got to be enough other dudes there in my situation where it's like, I don't want to say I have a bad relationship with my family; it's just that we've we work through some. Uh, we work through some issues and we're at the point now that they can't tell me what to do in my life. Mm-hmm. And I can't be the only person. Yeah. I can't be the only Asian guy floating around in this country with the same sort of situation to be right. like, like I'm free. I'm free to do whatever I want. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. Yeah. So no, totally. I assume I, yeah, I, the number might be smaller, but I assume for most of them is just that they don't see it. They don't see it in the industry. They hear, you know, a lot of, 
I mean, Asian men don't get a lot of good representation in Western media in general, not just in porn, but like in Hollywood, television, entertainment, music. Absolutely. Um, so I think it's just it's again, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy that, you know, we don't see the we don't see the people succeeding in it. So we assume that we're not gonna succeed in it. So why waste all your time and effort doing something that you know is set against you in the first place, right? Totally. Um I think that I think for a lot of people, that's more what happens. It's kind of a pragmatic approach to it to be like, look, it's stacked against me. Might as well go somewhere where I'm going to make money and not have the industry stacked against me. Right. Mm-hmm. And and you're saying that since you've gotten in porn, like it that that hasn't been the case, like you haven't felt like you're racially discriminated against. No. Or like um, yeah, I haven't felt like that was the case at all. But then again, I, I, you know, I came in as an independent performer. I was self-producing for the last year or so. And so for me, it was mostly just um, it was mostly would the female talent work with me? Right. And they would. They very much would. Mm-hmm. And that's what helped me build my, you know, build my foundation, the fan base and all that stuff. Um, and I've met, you know, some I've met some directors, I met some um some company owners and stuff like that throughout my journey to get here. And they've all been really receptive about, you know, working with me and things like that. So so far I've not I mean ran you're into, hot. Like what it's thank you, like, thank you. Like it's like of course. Right. I mean I, I <laughs> I mean, I can't lie. I'm like, you know, disclaimer, I do have pretty privilege. So that probably taints my, you know, pretty, my, my, my... <laughs> I've never heard that pretty privilege. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, like, you know, is that a real term or is that? I think so. I, I've, yeah, I've talked about it with a couple other people. And if it's not a real term, we're going to start coining it as a real term right now. But because um, I mean, again, think about it. Like I'm not in the industry walking around AVN and performers are like, hey, you should do porn like that doesn't happen to every guy who walks around AVN, you know right. what I mean? Totally. And and like you specifically, I mean like one, yeah, you're like a very conventionally good-looking man. Like obviously, you know, you have a beautiful face, your body is ripped, all that. But also like I would imagine and maybe this is ignorant, but like I feel like the fact that you're Asian is automatically like like you're going to have a certain level of success just because of that, no? Right. And I think that was that's what gave me the confidence to go into this industry, because the way I looked at it, you know, um, wasn't that, oh, there's no Asian guys in the industry. Therefore, Asian guys can't succeed. The way I looked at it was like, there's got to be an audience in a market for Asian male talent. No one's doing it right now. That's an open lane for me to just come in and swoop everything. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, like that's exactly what I'm thinking. Have you have you found that to be kind of true? Uh, yes and yes and no. Um, like yes how much sense- of your work is like based on the fact and, and I mean by work, I mean like like when you get hired by other producers, like how much of that is based on the fact that you're Asian? Honestly, at this point, I don't really know because um, I'm like, I'm just getting booked for I'm getting I'm getting offers for scenes. But, you know, they don't tell me like, hey, we're booking you this because you're Asian. It's just like, would you like to show up to do the scene? Right. The fact that you don't know means it's not the Asian thing. Right. Because that's what I'm me, assuming. Let me tell you, for, for on the girl's end, oh, right. it's very obvious because <laughs> we're in a kimono. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. I mean, who knows? Like, I, they still haven't given me the script for the shoot coming up. So, like, maybe it's, maybe you know, this like, will be the one where maybe, you're yeah, a samurai. So, like, bring, like, bring your own rice picking hat and go. Like, <laughs> Wait, what kind of Asian are you? Um, I'm from Taiwan. So, okay. I'm, I'm Chinese, uh, you know, nationally from Taiwan. So, um yeah, it's most people. Most people kind of think that I'm like Korean or something, um, but no. I got just, major Korean vibes off of you when I first saw you. Oh, uh, I don't it's know why. I, it's because I look like that K-pop star Rain. <laughs> <laughs> 
is that like that's just why i i, I think so i mean i don't know I, I once actually got into an argument with somebody on bart about my ethnicity like i'm literally on the train wait with were my they brother. a white person no it was like a black guy and uh, <laughs> i'm on the train next to my brother and he stops and asks me what my ethnicity is like just again random like because we didn't talk before this he just walked by stops asked me my ethnicity i tell him that i'm chinese and he's like no you don't look chinese and he, i'm like what do you mean he's like yeah, you look like you're korean or something and then like my brother's literally next to me and my brother's like he's chinese he's my brother and he looks at my brother he goes he looks at my brother and goes you look Chinese. Then he points to me and goes, you don't look Chinese. And it's like, you're arguing with two people about what my ethnicity is. I mean, like, listen, that sounds completely ridiculous, but I can't tell you how many times that has happened to me. Even within the industry, like people, you know, because I, I chose us as my real name and Akira is obviously like a Japanese name. Right. And I'm Japanese, but I can't okay. tell you how many people have been like, nah, you're not Japanese. You're definitely <laughs> not Japanese. You're definitely Korean. It's and. I mean, yeah, that that really happens. And they're never Asian, I right, have to right. say. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's one thing for them to be like, hey, you, I think you look this way. And like, right. that's really fine. But to sit there and literally argue with me over what my ethnicity is, to be like, how do you know this? Were you there when I was born? Like, what the? Like, also, like, what are you like in a relationship? Like, right. you must be a very hard person to, like, have a regular conversation I with. assume it's like, like, I assume you're never wrong about anything, apparently, because, <laughs> yeah. like... <laughs> so so how long has it been since you started working for other companies um this is actually a really new thing for me um because again the, the since i officially got into the industry i've been independent and self-producing um i just signed with oc a little bit ago and i'm actually having my first mainstream shoot with uh reality kings in a couple days Oh, nice. So, so it's it's so it's really just now happening. Right. I mean, I've had other offers, but again, the scheduling wise, I just couldn't take them because. Well, also, this is a really crazy time to start. Oh, yeah. Like no. shooting uh, porn. <laughs> I mean, just because of COVID and. Oh, yeah. And, and that was I mean, kind of that goes right back to my origin story is that like I still wasn't. I kind of got I kind of got forced into the not like forced into I don't want to use that term because again it, it's such a bad connotation <laughs> right. and so yes. forth but not it was sex trafficking. <laughs> right 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 no that did not happen at all but what happened was just that like I was still in the stacking money getting ready to start my own production company phase when the corporate job I had before they ended up getting they ended up shifting completely new management and then the new management came in and then you know how that gets like then they have brought I, in I their actually people. don't okay so <laughs> they brought in completely brand new management on the, all the upper levels so the ceo the cfo the coo all that stuff brand new people so all the people i've been busting my ass off to to impress for all those years they're now gone okay. new people show up you're back and they zero. don't know who i am right mm -hmm. and then like uh so then they bring in their people underneath them and all that other stuff so we didn't technically get we weren't we were we weren't given demotions, but we were technically given demotions because now the corporate ladder got taller above us, right? And then after all that time, they were like looking to clean house and apparently, you know, uh, they didn't like me and I didn't really get along with them either. So I ended up getting laid off um, back in February before the pandemic started. Okay. And since I was planning to do this anyways, I was like, all right, cool, time to transition, get into doing this. I, you know, signed a lease for a place down in LA. Um, that's so awesome. The, like sometimes you need that little push, right? Right. To, like do it was something. Just, <laughs> not. I, I don't mean for porn, but like just for anything like that. You kind of, kind of secretly want to do, but it's like a you know the no, logistics yeah, it, are hard. 
Well, it's one of those things like you're waiting for the perfect moment, but you mm-hmm. realize like there's never going to be a perfect moment, mm-hmm. right? You'll never be fully there. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, that's kind of what happened was, you know, I, I ended up leaving the job and finding a place down in L.A., um, coming down here because before that, I just went to AVN again because this was February. So we were just at AVN in uh, January, right? And so I was, you know, I, I'd been talking to people, networking, everything was kind of lined up. So when this happened in February, I wasn't even like, oh, no, my job. I was like, peace out, suckers. I'm out. <laughs> and fuck then, you, uh, fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, you paid me to leave. I will take your money and get the fuck out of here. Peace. <laughs> like, um, So, yeah, I was super excited. I've got a place in L.A. I moved down here. Well, I signed the lease, went back to start packing. And then in the middle of packing, it was like, hey, remember that little news story about the sickness in China that we heard about? Yeah, full-blown pandemic, shut down, quarantine, everything's closed. So uh, I ended up moving down to LA. So I postponed my move a little bit, ended up coming down in April because we were all like, oh, it's like a two-week quarantine. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Two-week ended up being like a, you know, like a month. And like a month was like two months. So I was like, okay, April, I'll be down here. We'll, we'll you know, lay low for a little bit. And then it just kept going. Um, but at that point, you know, I had the money saved up and all that stuff. So it was like, um, you know, production was hold for a long time. And then when it opened up again, there was that weird little window where it was like, hey, COVID's still ongoing, but we can't hold productions forever because we don't know how long this is going on for. So everyone be safe, get tested and shoot at your own, you know, shoot at your own uh, caution. And uh, during that window, it was like, okay, I guess this is the time. Like, let's, let's make something happen. And uh, I started self-producing content you know, spent the time editing, getting it out there. And, and how, like, at, at that point, was. like, how are you finding people to shoot with? Like, is um, it just on social media or? No, I got really, I got really lucky that my, I got really lucky that before all this happened, I was at Exotica Miami because at this point of my, of, of my journey here, it was kind of like, I figured out the game plan. I just need the players to play with me, right? I need, I need talent to work with. So I went out to Exotica Miami and I was, you know, talking to the girls to be like, hey, like, I'm trying to get in. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to start my own production. I feel like there's a niche for Asian male talent. No one's really doing it. So forth. And a couple of girls offered to shoot with me. But the one that actually like followed through was Karma RX. So okay. uh, she was actually my very first like professional shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. As for my own thing. But it's just kind of like walking into the industry doing my first shoot with Karma RX, that is that that carries some weight, you know? That's very lucky. Oh, no, 100%. And again, this was right before AVN. So then AVN comes around and, um, you know, I see Karma again. We talk, we're friendly and all that stuff. Uh, and then I meet Christy Love uh, at one of the booths. Super friendly, super nice, wonderful person. And we got to talking. So during the during the... During the pandemic shutdown, you know, like me and Christy kind of kept in touch a little bit. And then when things opened up again, it was like, hey, do you want to shoot? I, you know, as we talked about. So I shot with Christy as well. And then now I have two, I have two talents that are willing to vouch for me who are both signed with ATMLA. So that pretty much got me in with Mark at ATMLA. And then I was able to start booking. Which is a a porno agency, by the way. Right. Like a booking agency. Yeah. (laughs) For those who don't know. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. I was able to start booking talent through ATMLA. And then the girls that I booked through there seemed to like me. And like, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, this was a good shoot. You're like friendly. You're nice. This was And like at that point, are you like paying the talent or are you doing oh, like yeah, a no, content 100%. exchange? No, oh, okay. I was paying because, um, again, it was just like, number one, like I, I didn't even know how content trade works at the time. And mm-hmm. number two is like, I need this content because I need to promote. I, I can't, 
you know, uh, the content trade is like, it's great, but you keep it behind paywalls to not be a dick, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, for but- anyone that doesn't know what a content trade is, it's basically when two performers will have sex and make a scene <laughs> together. Nobody gets paid. There's no money exchanged. It's just, I'll work for you, you work for me, and we can both use this content however we wish. But like you said, you'd be kind of a dick to not put it behind a paywall because why is someone going to pay for it on one person's site when they can get it for free just anywhere. Exactly. And, you know, I, I was still so new. Nobody knew who I was. So I was like, I need to get this out there so I can build my brand and build my name. Because if I don't, like, I can shoot all this content. But again, who the fuck am I? Nobody knows who I am, right? So I, I paid for all the content. I, you know, was uh, booking these girls. And I was paying a, uh, I was paying a high end of uh, boy-girl like rates Mm -hmm. just because again like i'm so new like let me just try to you know entice you if you're if you're on the fence about working with me with an extra 200 in the pile you know like sure uh, i mean i mean that's like a very real thing you know like you it's especially like when there's so few people to vouch for you or you know like that's i think a really smart move so yeah, so that's kind of what happened. And then from there, once I, you know, worked with enough people, they were willing to vouch for me because they're again, you know, I they were like, hey, this guy's very nice, he's professional, he's carrying through, the scenes come out looking good, like this and this and so forth. He doesn't make us look, you know, as as a talent, you always worry that like you work with someone and then you the scene comes out and then you look bad in the scene, you yeah, know? Sure. Like, um, so, you know, once I got more stuff out there that people can see as examples of, then it really kind of opened the gates that more and more talent was willing to work with me because they're like, oh, yeah, we've seen your work. We've seen your stuff. It's really good. It's like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, like the quality is good. The You, you make us look good and this and this. So um, that's so now it's a lot easier for me to, you know, just do content trades or whatever because girls are willing to work with me. But mm-hmm. in the early stages, that's how I got started was uh, agencies and then word of mouth through the talent. You know what? Let me tell you something. The number one question I get on like social media interviews, anything is like and, and this has been true for over 10 years. Like how how does a guy get into porn? Oh, right. And I never have a fucking answer, but I feel like you just gave like the 101 on how I mean, to get into porn as a guy. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the simple answer to that one is simply do porn, right? Like, how do you get into porn? Do porn. Like, do porn, make it look good, get it out in the world. And if it's not shit, people will be interested, right? Sure. Um, and again, I think that's just like not the answer maybe people want to hear because it involves a lot of work. It involves right. investing your own money. Exactly. Um, and I think I think a lot of people too, they look at because they don't from the outside looking in, I think people look at the porn industry like um like it's this giant corporation. Like we all work for porn incorporated with the CEO of Johnny Porn, right? And like and when they ask you that, like, hey, how do you how do I get into porn? It's as easy as us walking into HR and be like, Hey, I got this guy. Do you have any, you know, do you have a position for him? Like we just <laughs> get him in real quick, you know, like give him a six week trial period, like it's like, true. It's true. And meanwhile, like we're all just independent contractors, like doing our own thing. Exactly. And like, I think very that's little that, to do with. Yeah. Right. The people on the outside don't realize that like every single person just about like like 90, I want to say like 99 percent of the industry is independent contractors. Right. Like mm-hmm. there's the one percent of people who get contract deals with specific companies. I don't think it's even one percent. I mean, yeah, like it's 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 a small amount. It's not that you know the the vast majority of people don't get that right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very small amount of people that get contract deals, and even then, I think they're still independent contractors. They're just independently contracted to one company for. A, I'm trying a to think. Uh, you know what? There, it's both. It's both. I think. What I'm trying to think, like in my wicked days, I was technically not. 
I think I was an employee. I can't okay. remember. Oh, fuck. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm so old. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I... Ugh, shit. I don't remember. I, mean, I, I don't know. That would... I, I don't know. No one's offered me. But an I do know it's done both ways. Yet, so. I guess is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I, I feel like what you get, what you just said, is like a very like concrete plan on like how to get into porn. Yeah. No. That that's that's you know uh, if you're if you're a single male who's trying to figure out how to get into the industry, that's probably the best way for you to do it. I mean, the other way would be just you know reach out to an agency and and see if anyone's willing to give you a shot. Um, uh, it's yeah, not that's, really. That's, that's a that's a really kind of a long shot one though because it's it's also I think totally outdated because like kind of like you said like now like we're in the time of like content now right where right. everyone's their own producer so like if you can make it a little bit enticing and like get in that way like I think that's way smarter than like just you know I I mean before like you honestly like if you were a guy like for a solid two years you were shooting nothing but blow bangs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like that's how you get in with the producers and like get to know directors and stuff. And, and that's, and, yeah, it, uh, my, I've heard about that. It's kind of like paying your dues and working your way up, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't start off as the the star of the scene. You start no. off as, you know, stunt cock number six in a blow bang feature that totally. like if you, you can't perform. They just kind of shove you in the background and you're just there to fill, you know, space. You're just a body. Right. But then like if you have content out there already that showcases that you can be a feature talent, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, then people are like, hey, we can just book him directly for a feature because look at him. He's already doing this shit, right? Like, 100%. Yeah. Do you feel like if if this were literally even two years ago, three years ago, um, and that was the only way to get into porn, like would you have gone that route? Oh, man. Um, I, I probably would. I mean, if... I would have gone that route because it's the only way to go, right? Like, yeah. you had no other option if you were trying to do this. And I wanted to do this because, again, like, you know, not just for not just for financial reasons or whatnot, but also, again, like, as we mentioned before, there's a lack of Asian representation in not just porn, but just Western media in general. And porn just seemed like the easiest way to get in because, you know, if I was, like, to try to be an actor or something, I would still have to be on the the graces of the powers that be to have a script that requires an Asian male or a casting mm-hmm. director or a direct or anybody who's even willing to give an Asian male talent a chance to even like, you know, audition for a role where porn is a lot more like, yeah, no, like we'll throw you in there. We'll, you know, knock yeah. this thing out. And this thing costs us what, like two the to $5,000. The misconception like, is that the biggest misconception, which pisses me off is people assume we think we're good actors. Oh, no, no, no. And I'm like, what I do is completely different than acting. We're, we're like, performers, I'm, not I'm actors. I'm as bad of an right? actor as like any Joe Schmo out there. No, I mean, think of us like, like it's like trying to get the stunt double to act the lines for the main character. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're there to do the performing part. We're not there for the acting part. Yeah, no. Like, or it's like, I mean, it's the same thing as asking like a surgeon to do stand-up comedy. Like, it's, a compl- it's just a completely fucking different thing altogether. I, I mean, I always look at I always look at porn as if it was the the flip side of like professional wrestling. You know what I mean? It's it's like the uh, the action is real, but the storylines are fake, and you're not exactly in there because you're a great actor. You're there because you're a great performer. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's a that's a really really good analogy. I think. <laughs> do you do you? That being said, like, is it? Are you? 
Is there any part of you like that wants to do like acting or anything like that? Or? Oh yeah, no. Um, I I want to do acting because like I would like to do acting, acting roles, and so forth. Just because uh, at my core, at my heart, I'm very much a storyteller. So even though right now my scenes don't have any plot and story, I I think plenty of them for down the road when I have the budget and the the people and the expertise to do something like that, I would very much like to start doing more you know um, story based content. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, like I would love to try to, you know, act and, you know, play out some of these story roles, fantasies and whatnot, just because um, I, I may skip through them more often than not. But I still think having context for the sex is important and it builds up a lot of uh, what's the word am I like? Horniness? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it just adds a little something more to the scene. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. Do you um like context? Do you do you? Is that the kind of porn you watch? Like, what kind of porn do you watch? Um, this is always a tricky one because it changes a lot depending on the mood, right? Because like, it's kind of like what kind of food do you eat? You know, like sometimes I want You're a burger, a sometimes pervert. I want pizza. Like, exactly. I'm an absolute pervert. It's, it's all over the place. But, um, but I think at the end of the day, what I like watching is people who are really into it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um. So I think a lot of people tend to gravitate towards more amateur content because it's like, oh, it's an actual couple and they seem to really enjoy it. But then the problem with amateur content is like, it's like, oh, it's a couple that really enjoys it, but it's a bad lighting with a cell phone shaky cam that's getting like just, you know, like you see the girl's face for like five seconds and then you just get close up of, you know, penetration for the next like six, right? Like six minutes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all in like dark lighting with grainy footage. And you're like, okay, it's hot because they're really into it, but it's not actually like visibly, like visually hot. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, definitely, definitely the stuff I like is more like, if you could tell the girl's really enthusiastic and enjoying herself, that's super fucking hot to me. So I make sure that all my content that I shoot, that's sort of the, the foundation of what I do is, uh, you know, my entire strategy and game plan is let me know what you like the best because the more fun you're having on camera, the better I look as the male performer. So yeah. like, it, so yeah, you know, we definitely have the whole conversation beforehand about like do's and don'ts and whatnot, but I also, you know, I try to make sure like, what is it that you actually, it's not just do's and don'ts, but what do you like? What do you mm-hmm. want me to do to you? Because again, I'm trying to make myself look good. And the best way to make me look good is to make you feel good. Like You know what? That's like kind of one of my favorite things about porn and like something that porn has really helped me like as a person is I think, you know, it's communicating about sex, especially with the person you're about to have sex with is like, we're kind of taught that that's like an uncomfortable and awkward thing. Right. And that makes sex awkward and uncomfortable but i feel like in porn because it's like so you know it's kind of like you said like we all want to look good we all want to make the best product possible it makes it like it 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 gives us like this like we're like allowed to have these conversations and we kind of have to have them and like and like i i feel like that has made me more comfortable in saying that so even in my real life like i'm able to totally be like oh i actually don't really like my pussy eaten that way i like it like this <laughs> and like it doesn't feel weird and i i i don't even know where i'm going with this but i just like wish i, I wish that were more normal for everyone oh no uh, like i i totally get what you're saying and i think that's part of it's like because 
we're professionals about this. We can talk about this, and it's not like this emotional sting. It's like, oh, it's a professional thing. Like, right? There's you know, no like, like, I need to save this man's ego by pretending right. that I really <laughs> love the way he's eating my pussy. Exactly. And then it's like you just kind of wish that that carries over in your personal life a little bit. You can just tell someone and be like, hey, I'm sorry, you're you're doing something that it's not really that pleasurable. Can we like change it or just something? And uh, you hope that they don't take it personal because right. you know, on set, it's like this isn't personal. This is just we're here to perform and you're doing something that's making it difficult for both of us to perform right now. Totally. Like, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wish. But that's cool. Like, I, I, I think that's like one of my favorite things about porn or right. that porn has given me. And I think that's I, I mean, I do think it's one of those things where at times a, at, as an industry, we we could do better about letting the outside know that we have these conversations. You know what I mean? Do you, um, you know what I like I want to ask you that like do you think I, I totally agree like especially like I feel like now that like I'm like a mom I think about shit like this like <laughs> you know how like how the youth is going to consume like inevitably consume you know like porn and stuff and like I, I do wish there were more conversations about consent and like you right. know like normalizing sex talk but on the other hand I'm like would that totally kill the romance like would it or is are we just told that it would like I no, So yeah like I, I I get what you're saying and there's this weird like there's this weird fine line between what like between us lifting the veil just enough to let you know that this isn't just a full like skeevy industry full of you know just degenerate perverts like we are degenerates and we are perverts but we're professionals and we're very on top of our shit for the most part perverts with like hearts of gold right like the (laughs) nicest people i've met the nicest people in this industry there's absolute (laughs) kind-hearted people and um so but i think it's kind of like um it's kind of like like Hollywood does a decent enough job of just showing you just enough to be like, okay, I understand how the movie works while still being able to go to the movie and be blown away by all the special effects mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can do it. Mm-hmm. We just haven't really thought out and figured out how to do it in this industry. Or maybe we just haven't even tried at all. I, I feel like that's kind of the case. It's like, because yeah. you know, everyone's talking about, it's like, oh, we should have this thing before you see. It's like, no, it doesn't need to be before the scene, but we can just make a video explaining that we go through these things and make that video very publicly like uh, accessible. And then that's us. We did our PSA for the day. You know what I mean? Like. That's so true. Like you can even like take a tour through Universal Studios and see like like right. all the all the non magical things that happen. You know, in right? Order but it doesn't to make take away the magic scene. when you see how they use Not it all, all in a film. You go, oh, that's amazing! Like, yeah, hmm. that's really that's very very true. Hmm. I mean, uh, you know, that's if you want to talk further about this later on, I got a whole idea for something that you know the hub could probably step and stand in front of. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, well again, yeah, it, it, that, I'm not even that person to have that conversation. Oh, I mean, well, like, you're the only person, well, so far that I'm in communication with. Am I? Th- am I your in at porn? Oh, well, whoever else, also whoever's been running the Instagram uh, page too. So, <laughs> um, just pivoting a little, like, are are you in a relationship? I'm not hitting on you, by the way. Oh no 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 no. Um, I am single. I um, yeah, I am a, I am single. I'm just living my best life right now. Apparently, are you like a are you a relationship guy? Uh, no. Uh, I know I you. Put- I know you mentioned earlier about like your man whore ways, but like, right. are you, are you like someone who just like loves having lots of casual sex or? No. So it's not so much I love casual sex, and it's not so it's not so much that I just need all this casual sex, and it's not that I'm against relationships. It's that 
I think at a certain point, I've realized that, how do I put it? Some people are wired for monogamy and that's totally cool. Some people are not wired for monogamy and I think I fall into that camp, right? Because mm-hmm. even when I'm in long-term monogamous relationships, I love my partner. She, great, wonderful. I have no complaints, but I still look at other girls and be like, I, I would like to smash, right? Like I would, I'm just like, and it doesn't mean it's like, oh, I'm going to leave you and this and this. It's just like, I, for me, sex and love are two different things. Sure. Do you think and, in order to do porn, you have to have a certain level of like, you can see um, love and sex as two different things? Well, I, I don't think I don't think you need that to do porn, but I think you need it if you're going to do porn and be like able to balance a normal um, outside of porn life. Right. Mm -hmm. Because there's plenty of people where you can go and do the porn and then all your relationships are going to be complete, like, you know, um, complete chaos because Mm -hmm. you haven't separated that or figured out how to separate work from personal life. Right. been with a few of those guys right and, <laughs> and I, I tend to what i've heard through the grapevine is that it's typically more the guys and the girls that have that problem it's so weird why why do you think that is it's insecurity so, like 100 to- insecurity um a lot of men are very very insecure and you need to have a high 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 level of self-esteem and security about yourself to be okay not just in this industry, but also like if your girl's also in this industry, then you got to know that she's not just going off to, you know, possibly be with another guy for the scene. She might be out with like five, six guys for us. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and if you're not confident, if you're not comfortable in yourself, you're confident in what you're bringing to the relationship. I can see why a lot of guys would just be like insecure about that, right? That they're going to lose their girl because, oh no, like that other dick is just better than his dick or whatever, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. But then do, oh, do you see yourself like if if the perfect like if the perfect open relationship situation like presented itself like is that the kind of thing you're looking for? Oh yeah, no, of course. Um because you know, if I if I find a pr- the way I kind of look at it is this, like I'm living my life and I'm trying to make the best life for me. If I find someone else who's also living their life, trying to make the best life for them and our lives are compatible next to each other, why not live our lives, you know, as close as they can, right? Oh my so, god, that's like such a logical way to look at. It. Like I'm that's totally what I'm looking for in life and it's just I just not finding the person who's thinking along the same lines as me in that sense, right? Have you ever so, been like have you had it yet where you're like shooting a scene and you're like kind of falling in love with someone? I think I fall in love a little bit in each scene. Yeah, just, like, I just, feel the same way. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I mean, it's also, it's like, it's hard to not fall in love in the scene because also, especially since I'm self-producing, right? So I pick talent that I'm attracted to, number one. (laughs) Right. Like you're not, you're not picking the person that you're like, like, ah, this person today. Right. I don't, I don't ever dread a shoot that I booked for myself. You know what I mean? (laughs) And then like, and then with that, it's, you know, we've we literally haven't talked before they show up. We have small talk. So it's like, there's no negativity between us in the relationship. Yeah. There's no being like, Oh, this is what you think about star Wars. What the fuck? Right. Like, yeah. like none yeah. of that occurs. You just go straight to, you have casual small talk. You go straight to the bed. And then like, all you have is this moment of hot, intense, like passion where it's like, Oh, this is a real attractive person. We're, you know, doing all these things. It's like, how do you not fall in love a little bit during that moment? Right. I totally agree. But then, you know, but then when, when we're done shooting, it's like the reminder is like, that was fantasy. We're back to reality. You don't know this person. You yeah. guys are complete I mean, strangers come, for the most part. Like, so, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like your boner brain is gone. Right. And I say that like in a, 
for both men and women like it's- oh yeah and i mean you know you afterwards we still have, you know usually are friendly and after the shoot usually go get food or something like that because by that point you're kind of hungry but mm-hmm. like you know, it's also the real the realization that it's like all right you're out of the fantasy world that that mindset is gone and you now have to remember like this is a human being with their own life you're doing your own thing like but um, also like isn't it i don't know for me like I, i'm totally with you i also like fall in love a little bit like every time I work like if the scene's good but like they're also like you know what like to me I'm almost kind of like you know what like that's okay and I think that makes for a good scene like I I think we're kind of in the business of like making a chemistry happen and like forcing those feelings and like allowing them to happen like I I think it makes it more fun to me like that's half the fun of porn is like those feelings right no 100% I mean again it's like you know if you're not if you're not having that connection with your scene partner, like what are you really doing? You're literally just, you know, a stunt cock. Like you're Have just- you had it yet where like like you book someone and then they show up and like you're like either their personality or the way they I don't know, look in real life or something, like you're just totally like turned off? No. Um I've had I've had those those two where I've had one person where it wasn't that like she was turned off. It was just, she was very new still. So like she was, I think she was just kind of uncomfortable. So after the scene and everything where I'm sitting there and editing, looking through, I was just like, you know what? This just looks kind of uncomfortable. Um, It doesn't look like she's really like, like letting loose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that one kind of stayed in the vault just because again, it was like uh, new to the industry, new kind of situation. And then another one, um, again, nothing about her. She was fantastic, but I had, uh, I was having little performance issues during that one. So those are the two that stayed in the vault. Um, is that something, are you like comfortable talking about that? Like, yeah, sure. Like, is that something that happens a lot? Cause you know, a- another question I get asked a lot is, is like, how do guys stay hard in porn? And, right. you know, I-, I-, I would say like for the most part and from what I've seen, like a lot of guys take, you know, like performance enhancing pills or whatever. Right. And like I, I feel like it's like this taboo thing that like, like it's almost as if like guys in porn want to be seen as these guys that like never fail a scene. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> but like um, the truth is like even in real life sex, like that's something that happens all the time. So like right. what, like do you have any, like what oh, yeah, do you have no, to say? So, about that? <laughs> I mean no no yeah no um it's kind of like what you're saying is when I first started and I also had the mentality too it's like you know when I first started it was like I didn't need anything it just everything worked and you know like it was good to go right um but at a certain point like you know my first at a certain point you also realize too it's like this this isn't how do I put it we're humans not machines things mm-hmm. don't just work all the time mm-hmm. and even then like you know um for me personally like the intimacy is the more romantic part, not just the naked girl in front of me, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and sometimes in porn, like, you don't have that, right? The girl's not going to, like, cuddle up to you. You're not going to, like, you know, make out and stuff before you're mm-hmm. on the bed making out and all that stuff. So, kind of understood. It's like, you know what? It's not, like, I understand the use of medication, not because, like, I need it, but it's just, it's a safeguard and it makes sure that everything runs smoothly when you need it to run smoothly because, it's not just like, oh, I couldn't get an erection. Let's try this next time. It's like, oh, I couldn't get an erection. Now we're going to lose thousands of dollars because sure. shit's on the line, you know? Like Yeah. And like, not to mention like that person took time out of their day. Right. And like all of that. Like I, I can't, oh my God. I always say if I were a dude, like there's no fucking way I could do porn because like I'm already <laughs> kind of 
Like I'm pretty like neurotic and like I right. get in my head. Like if I started thinking like, oh my God, my dick's not hard. Oh my God, I'm wasting everyone's time. Right. Oh and, my God, everyone's the, looking at me. Forget and, it. And, like there's no fucking way a boner is going to happen. Oh yeah, exactly. And it's also, it's such a mental thing too that the minute you start thinking about it, the more you're like, this is not going to happen at mm-hmm. all, right? So like, at this point, like I might take the medication, like I don't take, I don't need it, right? Because on my days off, it's like, yeah, I could get one just fine. And, yeah. you know, on my, my personal life, no problems there. But if it's like, hey, it's a very specific timeline, we need to be at this moment. And like, and even in my personal life, it's like, I'm not fucking at 10 a.m. in the morning, right? But if I have a shoot <laughs> at 10 a.m. in the morning, I, I got to get myself ready for that. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially like when you're producing your own stuff too. Like, it's it's you know obviously the sex is the most important part that's the part that makes it a porno but you're also having to think about a hundred other things you know like like putting a shoot together is a lot of work it's, right. it's that's not sexy oh yeah and that's the thing too like at the beginning it's like you know my mind is like i'm trying to stay i'm trying to stay erect and hard so i can focus on the sex but i'm also have to think in my mind be like is the camera still mm-hmm. filming is everything okay is everything like you know like my mind is elsewhere in the middle of the scene because I'm a one man operation right now. So it's like, I've set the lights, the cameras, all this stuff. I have to make sure that it's still recording this and mm-hmm. this. Are we still in frame? Cause we moved around a lot. Like, um, so then you end up with a lot of stop and go and stop and go. And then at a certain point you just realize like, you know what, this isn't my, me taking some medication here and there isn't going to take away from my actual masculinity and manhood. It just makes life fucking easier to do this. Cause it's totally. one less thing I need to worry about. <laughs> Totally. Like, I I don't know why. I think maybe it's because, like, I feel like so much of guys, like, egos are tied to, like, their dicks. But, like, (laughs) I find that, like, it's just so hard for so many guys to, like, talk about that. And it's, and, and, like, from a female performer perspective, I'm like, all of you do it. (laughs) Well, I think, I think it's a, it's a, it's a misconception and a stigma, right? It's this Mm -hmm. misconception that if you admit that you do it, then they think, like, oh, your dick just doesn't work unless you do medication. Sure. And it's like, no, that's not the case. It's my dick works just fine. It's just in case of these shoots, I don't, I want to have one less thing to think about. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure it works when it needs to work at this time that I might not normally be using it. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. For me, it's like, I don't, I don't think of it as in that sense, but we do hear enough stories about, you know, guys being like, or just just hearsay through the industry, whatnot, to be like, oh, they're at the point where they need to shoot injections in. And it's like, yeah, I don't think people want to be lumped in with that category. So I think a lot of people might just not even admit because, mm-hmm. you know, it, you get that connotation that that's kind of what's happening to you. And Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. And again, like, it's just, you know, for me, it's just a peace of mind, you know, um, just to make sure that one less thing to worry about, something's going to function just fine. We're going to go and we're going to knock out the scene. So now like, I can think about the camera more. Why not use it if like, it's available to you? Exactly. Right. It's like one less anxiety. Exactly. Again, it's for me, it's peace of mind because I'm like, I'm already thinking about the audio, the camera, the lighting, this and this framing, mm-hmm. this and this and so forth. This is just one less thing I need to think about yeah. because in my mind it's like it's cool we're 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 going to function like totally do you have like um do you have like a porno bucket list of like people you want to work with or like the type of porno you want to shoot or anything oh man um i did before like before the pandemic but then the pandemic happened and almost all the girls i wanted to shoot with just pretty much like retired and just like you know <laughs> left <laughs> so we're in a new generation of talent that i'm like i don't know these people <laughs> They're all super attractive. Don't get me wrong. Super beautiful, gorgeous girls. But it's like they're not the girls that I grew up watching. You right, know right, I mean? right, right. So it's kind of like like 
I'm excited to shoot with them, but I don't have that like, oh my God, I've been a fan for so long kind of thing with these girls. It's like, cool, we're both new in the industry together. Like, let's do this. Oh, that's so interesting. Wow. Because I had a lot of those moments like when I, when I first started shooting, especially like with girls, just like girls I grew up watching, you know? Right. And like... And and for better for worse, you know, like a, a lot of times it was like, oh my god, you're so nice, like you're taking me under your wing. <laughs> and then sometimes it's like I kind of wish I never met you. Like I, oh, I didn't want to taint your image in my mind, and now you're, I see that you're very mean. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's one of those like, never meet your idols type situation. Totally. You're like, Ooh, like <laughs> totally. Like I never want to meet Mariah Carey. She's probably like a raging cunt, you know? Like, you get back and I'm like, if I meet you, I can never listen to your music again. And I can't, you know, I yeah. can't make that sacrifice in life. Like, yeah, yeah. I can't afford that right now. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, I guess. I mean, do you have like an ultimate porn star you grew up watching? Um, Again, like being 36, those different generations of yeah, porn stars that sure. I grew up watching. You know what I so mean? So we probably um, like, I feel like our reference points are really similar. I think so, yeah. Like I loved like Tara Patrick. Oh, okay. I I thought like um Annette Schwartz maybe in my like later years I just thought was like okay. incredible. Um I was a huge fan of Daisy Mar Daisy Marie. Oh, uh, she's still around. I know she's still around, but like I don't think she's shooting like the majors as much as you know, is she only doing girl, girl? Actually, I, I think that might be it too. Because yeah. I know she's still got the OnlyFans going on. I've mm -hmm. seen her like you know get pop up here and there with other newer talent that's like promoting their stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like she's not. You know, she at one point she was in like every other scene pretty much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so it's like I know she's not at that point in the career anymore. But I was a huge fan of hers growing up. Um, and then uh, more of the the recent the recent generation would be like I was a huge fan of Gina Valentina. But then, mm -hmm. um, you know, she also is, uh, uh, she's doing her own thing right now. So I think she's taking a quick, I don't know what she, I, I can't speak for her career, but, um, I, but think, I was a huge fan of her. Yeah. Hers. Like, I don't know what she's up to. I know she was with, we were with the same agency for a while. So I don't, I don't know. What okay. Actually. I haven't been in touch with her. And then, I mean, the same thing I was like, you know, I think everyone's a fan of Riley Reed somewhat and mm -hmm. I was a fan of hers too, but you know, uh, also she's doing her own thing now. Um, so it's kind <laughs> so of like, like, so in a lot of ways, like this, like new era of porn, I feel like, cause all these girls are like on like, you know, either like shooting just for their porn hub page or only fans page or whatever. And like, so it's like in a lot of ways, like this new era of porn has like afforded you like this very wonderful way to get into porn. But at the same time. It is like it's hindering you from shooting with like your all time faves. <laughs> right, right. And I mean, that's kind of what it is. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? They're living their life. They're living the best life in this. And like, I, I'm I'm happy for them in that sense. Well, yeah. and same, you know, like, 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 I can't I'm not going to be selfish about it and be like, come back to the industry because I'm trying to, you know, um, but it, it's, it's one of those like, you know what? It didn't happen. But hey, it's just nice to be in this industry at this point because there's, you know, there's going to end up being some new talent. That, there's a couple of new girls that I have worked with that I'm like, I can see in a couple of years that they'll probably be in that, in, a, in a pretty, you know, decent position like that. And I can say, you know, I'm going to say I worked with ones I grew up watching, but I can say, hey, I worked with that person before she became that person. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm so curious to see like where what porn is going to even look like in five years. Like, what is a, what is a porn star going to be? Like, kind of back to, like, what we were first talking about. But, like, like what is it going to mean to be a porn star? Like, I mean, right. And it's, it's, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a fascinating thing to think about. Cause it's like, 
I think we're transitioning, at least this is my opinion, right? I can't speak for, for the industry as a whole, but it feels like we're transitioning from being porn stars to being adult content creators. Totally. And with that, it's like porn is only one of the many things that we do now because a lot of these girls also have Twitch channels that they stream on. They all have mm-hmm. YouTube channels that they're doing like non-adult content on. And I think the era of being just a porn performer is kind of behind us because like like that's the stepping stone to get to the next level and the next level is you're just now a content creator and then the step after that is you're now just a celebrity content creator you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um yeah. and with that it's like we've seen you know like kim kardashian pretty much is like the example of you came in doing porn then you kind of you know do some content creation, then you blow up and now you're a celebrity and you're good to go. Life is right. sweet, right? Like, is that your, it, to me, to you, is that like your goal trajectory? Like, like, would you like to like take these stepping stones and like one day just like be like a celebrity or like a, just like a, any kind of content creator or like, um, I mean, definitely a content creator. Because again, I was, you know, I was telling you before was that filmmaking from from way back in my skateboarding days, from even before that, back in high school, uh, I wrestled and I used to, you know, bring the camera to wrestling tournaments and stuff like that. So filmmaking was always something I very much enjoyed. And then, you know, I, I was I was a professional graphic designer for many years. So it's like film art, uh, forms of self expression, things like that. I really enjoy doing that. Mm-hmm. So. If I get the opportunity to transition to do other types of content, um, whether it's like a television show or whatever, I, I'm very much excited to work on those things. I even do my own little vlogs on YouTube because, again, like we all need to expand outside of just being a porn star nowadays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so I'm open to all of that, but I don't want, I don't know if that's necessarily like the goal, the dream. Uh, I think the goal, the dream is financial independence. And if I can get mm-hmm. that we're good, right? Like everything on top of that is just icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of where my eyes are at right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're you're like living the dream, <laughs> right? Like what? I mean, I mean that's it, you're literally living many people's dream. <laughs> I, I know. Then um, that's, you know, I have friends that tell me that all the time and I just remind them like, you know, no, the, the dream is financial independence and I'm not quite there yet. I'm on the path though, guys. I'm, I'm working on it. Like, <laughs> But like, I don't know, like it, it's just, I don't know, like you, you took such a, I don't want to say like a normal dude, but like that's kind of like you took such a normal, you had such like a, you went from like a corporate worker right to a porn career in the span of like a year right but then the thing like pretty incredible it is but then like you know and i've always been kind of an how do i put it i've always sort of been the the different one in the group you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i thought different whatever's and it's like you're you know because of our asian upbringing and so forth you're kind of forced down this like this line of um of um of fitting into what the the what your parents expect you to be and so forth For and all sure. that stuff, right? But I was always kind of like at the core, I always rebelled against all that. You know, it was like um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to pay attention to school. I didn't want to study and get A's and stuff. I just wanted to wrestle. And then afterwards, you know, when I got to college, like. I wanted to go to college for wrestling. I wanted to, and you're you know, a skateboarder, which is right, like, exactly. I wanted to study really film. I spent all my time skateboarding. All these, so I was always kind of like, so even though I did all the, you know, the the correct path, I was always dipping my toe in the other more, um, 
what's the word like alternative mm-hmm. stuff like just things that weren't so mainstream i was always kind of dipping my toe so i think at the core that's kind of where my heart is like i don't really like fitting into this i don't feel comfortable going down that you know the stereotypical path of things but you know you do it because the opportunities and you're kind of being railroaded in that direction for a while um so even though i had the corporate job and all that stuff it's like you know i think i was unhappy deep down because I wasn't being true to myself and mm-hmm. the true me is like, yo, you should probably be out, you know, doing something artistic, creative and a little bit out there because that's when I feel the most like myself, really. I'm the same. I'm like really drawn to like counterculture type things. Like, and, right. like when something's like considered kind of normal, I'm like pretty turned off by it. Like I lo- <laughs> and and even like in my friends and stuff, like I choose people. I find that like I'm I gravitate toward like kind of people who are considered like weird or right. I don't know. Like I just like things that aren't the norm. And oh, yeah. I also, you know, v- had like a pretty typical, maybe not typical, but I have Asian parents. <laughs> right, right. So like obviously they wanted something very different for me, which was looked a lot more normal and fit into a mold and something they can brag to their friends about. <laughs> you know, like do you think? Do you think we're like this because we are like this? We were born like this, or do you think we were bred to be like this? Like we're, like, do you think we're rebelling? Honestly, um, I don't. I don't want to say it's necessarily rebelling, but I do think I, I do a lot of self reflecting on just kind of you know how I ended up here and stuff and, and all that stuff. And I think part of it is that for me personally, being I grew up even though I grew up in the Bay Area, I grew up in a like in the very deep East Bay part where there really wasn't a lot of Asians. Like literally it was me and my brother, like my family was the Asian family, right? Okay. So I think by default, I was always considered an outsider and the odd man out as mm-hmm. much as I tried to fit in. Like, you know, people remind you constantly, you're not one of us, you don't fit in, right? Um, no matter how fluent my English is, no matter how how much I celebrate American holidays or whatever, you get constantly reminded, you're not one of us. Sure. So. Uh, I think that led me to being a lot more um, open to the outsiders because like I was kind of considered one for the longest time myself. So I didn't see them as like, oh, there's something weird about these people. I was like, oh, they're closer to me than I am to the the quote unquote, you know, normal group. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that was part of it is kind of what attracts me to a lot of these outside things is just kind of like like give them a chance because, you know why not right mm-hmm. and then with that my parents like yeah we are asian family but growing up here in the united states uh my parents were very understanding of a lot more western like way of doing things yeah there's still ways that they prefer things to be done but they weren't very they weren't let's put it this way uh they my mom wasn't a tiger mom and my dad wasn't you know like like a super hard ass or anything like that they were pretty like chill parents um So there was a lot of what I want, a lot of me following that path was me not wanting to upset my parents, but it was nothing about them forcing it upon me. You know what I mean? Um, And then it just just took, it took a long time to eventually get to the point where it'd be like, you know what? I need to understand. I need to understand that I need to live my own life and my parents are still going to love me because they love me, not because I'm tiptoeing around to not upset them by, you know, doing what they, they're suggesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's, you know, I, I think it kind of like brings us back to like what we were talking about before with like the Asian families and the dynamic and. Right. And it's like, I, 
like so your parents are cool with you doing porn now um we've talked about this once i full out like before i dove into all this um we had a conversation about this because it was one of those like look there's no asian guys doing this so it's not like i could just you know disappear into a sea of asian dicks and like oh that wasn't me like <laughs> you know like like i feel like you know if i do this I'm going to get outed pretty quick. One of my cousins or somebody's going to see something and be like, yo, isn't that, you know, send something over to the parents. Like, some, like, yeah, so, like you stand out just by just by being me by right? default. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I was like, OK, before I do this, I definitely need to tell my parents because there's again, there's no way I'm going to be able to like if this does work, there's no way I'm going to hide that I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. So we had a uh, we had a real sit down conversation about this, and as I kind of like touched a little bit before, uh, the family had to have some ups and downs before we got to the point where we can all see each other as individual human beings, mm -hmm. and just, just trying our best in life. And uh, at this point, you know, we are at a good understanding of who each person is in this family. And uh, when I told them that, like, hey, I have the opportunity, I have the chance, and I'm gonna go follow through and pursue it. Uh, their response was pretty much, you know, number one, the first thing is how much money are you going to make, right? <laughs> like, that's a very Asian parent response. Like, And then, you know, and then afterwards it was just like, you know, um, and also because I was much older at this point, I'm already in like my 30s at this point when I'm talking to them. So they're like, uh, you know, you, you, we know that you have a good head on your shoulders. You've proven to us that you're not doing this because you have no other options in life. You mm -hmm. are successful doing other things. You're choosing to go into this. You're doing this on your own accord. It seems like you've thought this through. All we can really do as parents is support you and love you unconditionally. And it's like, oh, that's all I ever really needed. That, like, also, like, that's like kind of like, what more can you ask for? Like, right. that's wonderful. <laughs> So, I mean, even though we've had that full sit-down conversation, I've just never brought it up ever since. Well, yeah. But you know again, what? Like, that's, that's also like how many kids are out there talking about their sex life with their parents? Like right. regardless of porn or anything like that's <laughs> or race or whatever. Like that's – I don't know. Like to me, like I'm not interested in talking about anal with my mom whether I got a check for it or not. Well, exactly. And you know, every family is different. But my family, like we don't really talk about that. Mm -hmm. So – We've had the conversation. I've never brought it up since. Uh, so they are aware, but I don't know if, if how, to the extent that they are aware. Because mm -hmm. I occasionally get calls from my dad sometimes to be like, hey, your cousin has this job opportunity. Do you think interested? And I was like, I'm okay. I'm cool. I'm taking care of myself. It's okay. Like, you know what? Same. Like even after like I've been in porn for I don't even know, like maybe 12 years now or something. And like right when I think my mom might have a grasp of like, I'm actually kind of doing okay in porn, right. she'll say something where I'm like, wow, like you have no idea. Like, <laughs> like, like the other day I was giving a peace sign in a picture right. and she was like, you know, you really shouldn't show your, um, your, the palms of your fingers in a photograph. Cause someone might, um, might take take a picture oh. of that and like yeah. i don't know like she, she was so basically saying someone's gonna steal my identity by seeing right. like the, the palms of my fingers or my fingerprints and i was like oh my god you have no idea the kind of porn <laughs> i shoot you have no them like those 4k hd close-ups of my butthole out yeah. there that like, like is... inside my asshole right. i'm not worried about my fingerprints i'm just not right. <laughs> but yeah you know i i guess whatever i mean Parents are always parents, I guess. Is oh, yeah. What it is. But um, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. Oh, no. It was, it was absolutely my pleasure. This is amazing. I like, had a really good time talking to you. 
No, no, yeah, you're awesome. You're you're awesome, and I I feel like you you know what you're you're so important, and like kind of what we were saying before, like it's it's it like to me as an Asian person, it feels so good seeing an Asian dude in porn and like being celebrated for it, but also like you know think about like all the younger people that are gonna right. see you and see that like not only like oh I can be a porn star or whatever, but like. Right. I'm allowed to be a sexual person, you know? Exactly. I'm like, I'm allowed to flaunt my masculinity, my sexuality, all these things. And like, it's totally normal and okay. Like, totally. And like, I, I think, you know, it's exciting to see like when you see an Asian man in media, like, like being seen for his sexuality and being seen as sexy and masculine. Like, that's exciting to me. Like, I didn't grow up like that. You know what I mean? Oh, like, exactly. Like, we got none of that representation like totally. throughout our entire life. Life's it's getting a little bit better now, but it still seems like, you know, mainstream is like being drag kicking and screaming into showing Asian men in a sexual sort of manner. Totally. Um, totally. You know, so it's like, 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 we only just started seeing even like Asian dudes kissing. Yeah. <laughs> Because wasn't that the whole controversy at the end of a Romeo Must Die was like Jet Li gets a hug and you're like really <laughs> yeah, the one right. time that's we right. got a like that that's what we got like <laughs> and and Jet Li like was our like most like at that time like yeah he was he he was the Bruce Lee of that generation yeah. you're like that's the best we got and the, all we got was a hug like like we got to be martial arts experts like we had to be good looking martial arts experts to get a hug at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, Yo, come on. Like, like listen, little boys, maybe if, if you work hard and and <laughs> and do all this, you'll you too might get friend zoned at the end. <laughs> exactly. Like if you jump through the Asian stereotypes to be a kung fu master, you too can get the hug at the end of this yeah. thing, right? Like, oh great, yeah. thanks. Like, but you are showing people you can get your dick sucked. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's it's not a race thing, it's just uh it's a you thing. Go out there and do it. Like <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Um, before we go, can we tell people where they can find you, your social medias, your websites, all that? Um, you know, the easiest way, I just make it easy for everyone. You can just search me on, on Pornhub, uh, search for Leo Vice in the search bar. My profile pops up and then all my information, you can find all my, you know, my Instagram, my Twitter, all that stuff from there. And uh, I feel like that's just the easiest way for people to find me. So Awesome. So just search for Leo Vice on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> what an easy plug. <laughs> 